0: Hello again, and welcome to the Game Nuts Podcast. This is Boater. And Fear the Claw. With no very special intro here, because we're trying to figure out a new recording setup. My microphone went broken dead. Yes.
1: And uh, my laptop has been broken dead for a long time, so... Uh... We, we were going to try uh,
0: Claw's multi-microphone setup, because he has like some rock band-type mics, where you can only, you know... Hear it if you hold it relatively close so right now i'm acting like a news reporter claw what do you have to say about that uh my computer won't work fascinating all right um let's yeah you did all right let's uh so apparently it's going to be the boater show because sticky sticky's not here actually sticky has officially quit the podcast um
1: officially?
0: yes officially uh yes we have a, a third person that will be joining us. Uh I don't know what he's gonna be using for a nickname, so we'll just let that slide. Whatever, next time, hopefully. News. Uh it's been a bad month for Activision. 38 Infinity Ward and X Infinity Ward employees are suing Activision for unpaid royalties. This is on top of the lawsuit from uh West and Zampella uh for being uh kicked out of the uh company uh unrightfully.
1: Well, okay. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I mean, was, it's, I it's, it's was not, was not a whole
1: lot... I'm just for you
0: to Okay, well, I, it's, that's... It, there's another lawsuit. Uh, way to go, Activision. You're pissing off a lot of people really fast.
1: Well, according to Activision, and of course I always like to hear all sides of the story, um, uh, what are the names again?
0: West and Zampella.
1: Okay. West and... West, West and Zampella.
0: Zampella and West, if you prefer.
1: Those guys. Those dudes. um, They were given the money for bonuses. Now, again, this is according to Activision. They were given the bonus money for their employees, which they basically held as ransom to gain support from their employees and um, uh, animosity towards Activision.
0: So... I, I don't buy that for a second. I might have given him a bit of money, but it wouldn't have been nearly everything that uh, both the heads and the, the crew uh, were due at that point in time.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like I said before, it's a whole big fluster cuck, and uh, I don't know. It's just... It, it's a big mess. Uh, legal battles, lawsuits, accusations all around. I don't really know who to believe. Obviously, when it comes to... Between supporting an independent-style developer that makes good games and a large corporate publisher that has a reputation of not treating its developers very well, I'm going to side with the developer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are 100% in the right. I still think that uh, Activision has some reason to be a little PO'd.
0: Um, I think part of the reason they were PO'd is because, I mean, it's entirely possible that, uh, they were planning on leaving Activision
1: anyway. Um, they had... Uh, that's, been, that's been made pretty clear by the fact that, uh, they were so quick in leaving and setting up a new studio and signing with EA. I, th- I, think,
0: I, I, I think that could have been done without,
1: without uh, premeditation because, uh, very
0: easily it's like, we're, well, we're gone. Uh, EA, hi, we're open now. No you're not.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why with everything that they went through with Activision, they would sign with the second biggest publisher in the industry. Probably cuz EA's turned itself around a fair amount in the PR department. They're still a big company. I don't care. I don't care what they turn around PR or nothing. They're still a big company. They still have a reputation from years ago, and there's still the possibility that they can go back to that old reputation and Infinity, well, Respawn Entertainment is screwed again.
0: And they have the marketing power to get the games out there. You can't deny that, you know, if they went with a smaller uh, publisher, they wouldn't have gotten
1: the same marketing strength that they've gotten with Activision. Well, here's what they, presuming that they are allowed to do this, um, because I'm pretty sure uh, Free Radical Design put on Time Splitters box from the makers of GoldenEye. If they can put from the makers of Modern Warfare two on whatever their next game is, I'm pretty sure it's going to sell. Part uh, as I was going to
0: say though, uh, part of the reason they may have been decided to leave was they had an agreement with Activision that they would develop any Call of Duty games uh, that would be placed after Vietnam. Uh, There was an announcement yesterday for Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, and a lot of sites are speculating that it's going to be a modern. Game uh, developed by Treyarch. It's going to be post-Vietnam. Now, I didn't see the evidence for that, aside from the font looking very modern, Uh, but if so, then that would be Activision going back on that agreement. Remember, that's part of the uh, lawsuit, is to make sure that any game set after Vietnam in the Call of Duty series uh, was still rights to Zampella and West, keeping Activision from developing on what they've made great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Basically, yeah, Infinity Ward did that. They did it well. They wanted to continue doing it. Activision just wanted to make money. So if there, if there was an agreement, then yeah, shame on Activision for trying to go past that. But yeah, I can't really take Activision's side on this. I can see why they've done some of the things they've done, but I don't agree with them. Basically, basically.
0: Uh, you, you, you can understand something, but not say that they were in the yeah. right. From,
1: from a business standpoint, and from a corporate standpoint, and from a publisher standpoint, I can understand some of the decisions they've made, but not all of them were 100% wise. Um,
0: Activision did have some good news. Uh, Bungie, which is uh, now free of uh, under Microsoft's cloak there, um, they have partnered they're with Activision. Yeah, sure, they're independent. <laughs> um they, they, they are f- free from that ball and chain. Have decided to uh, get a, a bigger ball and chain. They have a, a contract now with Activision. Uh, Bungie is going to retain the rights to the new IP that they're talking about. But there's going to be uh, an IP developed over the course of 10 years with Activision. Uh, multi-platform games. Uh, and I'm like, one IP over 10 years. Which either means that there's only going to be like maybe 3 or 4 games out of it. Which means that they'll give Bungie enough time to do it. Or Activision is going to try to squeeze as much out of Bungie as they can and ruin whatever IP they have 10 years from now.
1: Yeah, this just seems like really, this just seems like a really dumb decision with what's happening with Infinity Ward, who makes the, say, I don't know whether it would be the second most popular first person shooter. I guess it would be the most popular first person shooter since it's multi-platform, which would make Halo probably the second. But side by side, they're extremely popular having, and being critically acclaimed just like Bungie, and having an IP that they started and have you know, babied for so many years like Bungie, I can't believe Bungie would sign with a company that's basically screwing over their compatriots in game design it just seems like a really dumb idea
0: um, I I think the the best thing is that this IP appears to be a contract with Bungie, it goes both ways that Bungie only wow uh that Bungie is the only one that will be developing this IP, which will prevent things like how Call of Duty is good, the Treyarch games aren't as good. Uh, it, we, there wouldn't be another developer getting in the mix.
1: Or if there is, it could work out the way, you know, uh, Halo Wars did, where, you know, Bungie basically has final say and, alright, you guys are doing a great job, keep going, wait, no, I don't like this, no, stop.
0: Yeah, Bungie has said that they do retain rights to uh, the IP, so. Um, let's see. One more piece of news. Uh, this one... Actually, two more pieces of news. Um, Ubisoft... Uh, this actually was a couple weeks ago, but Ubisoft, no, Ubisoft... That's what I said. No, I hate you. Ubisoft is, uh, getting rid of game manuals by the end of the year. They're gonna start phasing out those pieces of paper that you see inside
1: of, uh, game cases. Which means no more crapper literature.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, it's... It really disappoints me because, uh... Back in Yale golden days, uh, I have some instruction manuals that are just great reading. Like, Homeworld is one of the best instruction manuals that I've seen. It's this great big book. Uh, you know, fast forward to now, and it's, I enjoyed the way that the Assassin's Creed manual was written, but it was still basically, here's how you play the game. There's, like, very little background in those. I like seeing more world background in game manuals.
1: Well, and I think, I think that's the reason for it, is because... You know, game manuals... Like, Nintendo will still use game manuals to tell a little bit of a story and put a little personality to it, but most Usually companies... its just, like, one page of story, yeah, that's it. Uh, most companies just, you know, give you the basic information, print it in black and white, and ship it out. And if that's all you're going to do, then don't bother, because there are tutorials in every single game that teach you how to do everything.
0: In every good game, there are some games that don't teach you how to do some things, and you have to use the instruction manual to find out.
1: Right, well, I mean... Hopefully they will balance this out by having a good tutorial. Let's hope. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% for it, but I'm also not 100% against it because, you know, anything that saves a couple of trees, I'm sure the, I'm sure it's also saving a couple of bucks. You know, that's, yeah, that's probably... That's the thing. There, there's two reasons that they're doing this. One, the public reason is it's green. Uh, two, the uh, in-company reason is it's saving us green. Yeah, of course. We're probably not going to see any reduction in game... Price. not at all but then again how much of the production budget went towards designing and printing the instruction booklets so uh,
0: actually it. when you say design yeah there's probably a fair amount of designers that put a fair amount of work into it it could be a couple bucks profit that they're making per game <laughs> that adds up really fast
1: yeah well I don't know um, well I got a little piece of news now that are we done with okay. No, Ubisoft. Um, so, you know that thing we've been talking about for months, possibly over a year, that Nintendo should do. They're they're finally doing it. Um, it now, again, this is just a rumor, but it's a very likely rumor. Uh, Nintendo is going to be releasing, I believe, this summer, a new Wii package. Uh, with a black Wii and a black Wii remote, a Wii Motion Plus included, yay. and Wii Sports Resort. I mean, Nintendo should have done this when Wii Sports Resort first came out. Yeah, last yeah. I mean, that, oh, that should make the extra money back on the development of the game before they started packaging it with consoles. My guess is they probably wanted to deplete their stock of white Wiis. So I, I guess the question is... Is the black Wii going to be bigger than the white Wii?
0: <laughs> Moving on. Uh, wow. That was amazing. Um, wasn't even my joke. I did have, uh, actually, uh, another one from last week. Uh, last bit of news I'm going to touch on really quick, because it's only tangentially related to gaming. Um, the iPhone. Nice $5 word. I know. Uh, the iPhone. Uh, last week, uh, Gizmodo posted pictures of the iPhone 4G. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and there's a very interesting
1: story as to how they got those pictures of the iPhone 4G.
0: Uh, Apple employee who was testing it out in the wild went to a, a, uh, bar for his birthday and left it on a bar stool. Uh, someone found it and tried to return it to Apple via their, uh, computer, their, their customer service, and Apple was like, no, you probably have a knockoff, whatever, go away. Yeah, Um, we don't make one of those. (laughs) Yeah, because obviously the customer service people aren't told, aren't told anything. Um... Yes, I put that on auto for you. Thank you. Um, and, uh... Let's see, so... Something something... Dark side. Uh, Um, yes. That thing. And, uh, he tried, you know, trying to find the, uh, person who had lost it, but Apple remote killed the phone as soon as they found. Uh, so, the guy ended up selling it to Gizmodo for $5,000. Now, the thing here is that it could count as stolen property. So, uh, last Friday... Uh, Even Apple asked for it back, and Gizmodo sent it back,
1: right like that. But the reporter... Not until after completely dismantling
0: it. Oh, of course. It was was posted and whatever, and then Apple was like, oh my god, we have a big thing on our hands. We want that back, please. And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, we've already gotten everything we want out of it anyway. But he returned it when asked, and apparently that wasn't enough, so his house was searched for stolen goods and stuff and had a bunch of stuff taken from it. I haven't kept up on the story the last couple days. I don't know how that's uh, developed. But, uh, you know, I wasn't a fan of how Gizmodo handled that because they were very, um, it's not plugged in, Stop playing with the USB hub that's not plugged in, because because uh, the reporters who uh, were talking about it first were very uh, you know oh look at this idiot who lost it ha here's you know they got to his Facebook and look here's pictures of him that are on it that wasn't cool but the the, the, the editor apologized for that behavior
1: on on one hand okay yes totally make fun of him for bringing experiment for bringing an experimental device um into a bar and leaving it behind yeah completely dumbass move however don't start attacking his personal character every makes everybody makes dumbass moves once in a while
0: apparently he does this still have his is job though epic. <laughs> apparently he still has his job so that's cool um but, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of keeping up on this. It's just something to keep an eye on. I, I don't think we should go into depth with it too much, even though the iPhone is sort of a gaming machine.
1: Well, just uh, just a side note, it's kind of funny considering how tight Apple is notoriously about their products.
0: Oh, totally. That's that's the big thing, is that, you know, they were probably going to announce this uh, early summer, but Gizmodo beats them to the punch, and that's got to be, like, huge. It, it, er- Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo phone.
1: Nintendo and Apple, I, I consider very similar in their practices, but like Apple will basically have a press conference blah blah, blah blah blah. I can't talk today. We'll have a press conference, ladies and gentlemen. We introduce the new Apple iPhone 4G, and you can go buy it right across the street right now. Everybody's like, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're 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 very quick with those. I mean, the iPad was announced, what, two months before it was commercially available? Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, to... Alright, so, yeah, there's that. And then, one thing, uh, trying to get back into the, hey, what have you been playing thing, instead of just always news. Um, first
1: off, uh, Claw, anything new and special that you've been playing? Yes, exactly what's on your list. (laughs) Woohoo! Um, Voter got me hooked on an an, uh, Xbox Live Indie game. Called Beat Hazard, which is basically a Geometry War clone uh, in that, you know, it's a two-stick shooter, plays exactly like Geometry Wars, only um, it uses music that either comes with the game or you can use music stored on your hard drive to create the levels. Basically, how the music plays determines how the enemies come out, and when the enemies come out, and in what, and how strong your uh, laser beam is. You have to make sure that you've got music with really strong bass going, otherwise your laser's not going to be very strong. It is highly addictive.
0: It is highly addictive. Let me give, and, and it, uh, it says it breaks it up into three ways. The short term, as far as would be like strength of your weapons, whether it's just like a little pea shooter out in front of you or this big massive spread all over the place. Um, mid, uh, in the mid, probably, like, measure to measure is it determines what sort of enemies it's going to send at you, uh, and then in the long term it determines how bosses are going to come in. Now, sometimes it works really well when there's a crescendo in the music and a boss comes in. I'm like, this is awesome. Sometimes there's a boss coming in for no reason at all. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is what I use as an example. Uh, the first portion of that is very slow,
1: very quiet, so and I'm- I'm impossible to play because you have, like, absolutely no firepower.
0: Right, yeah, so- uh, uh, quiet music, no firepower, and all of a sudden it's sending two bosses at you and you're like, oh my god, I'm dead. I finally managed to beat the song, but it's a hard one. Meanwhile, if you play a song that is heavy in uh, bass, you end up doing pretty well. Although sometimes you'll get overwhelmed by the sheer number of enemies coming in. I don't
1: know, I've... I, I, I've just been having a blast with it. I got to play a little two-player co-op with it the other night, and uh, it's just great. It's uh, 400 Microsoft points... Um, There's, of course, a trial version of it, but, I mean, definitely the ability to use your own music on the hard drive, and you can't, pretty sure you can't do it off of, like, off of a flash drive or anything like that.
0: Well, I would imagine since the flash drive is now an officially recognized memory unit, you could.
1: Um, I don't know. I basically just went on my computer, burned a bunch of music to CDs, and then ripped it onto the hard drive. So, uh, But yeah, using your own music is especially fun because it's fun to experiment with what works well.
0: The game did just come out on uh, PC as well. So uh, it, you can download it on its own from the Beat Hazard website. Stop it. Uh, or if you have Steam, you can download it through there. I think it's still 7.49 on Steam. I'm not sure. The PC version is $10. It has a few upgrades, slightly better graphics. And of course, you can use all the music that's already on your hard drive. You don't have to worry about transferring it to the 360. Everything that's on your hard drive, you can use in Beat Hazard. Uh, and there you use uh, stuff for moving around and uh, the mouse for uh, where you're aiming. And that works really well, too. I'm probably going to get a wired gamepad to use that. But otherwise, the, the PC
1: version is actually, in my opinion, uh, superior. So you're just going to get yourself a 360 paddle? I'm going to hit you. Uh,
0: got anything else? Um, I do not. I've been playing a fair amount of Batman Arkham Asylum, but when that first came out, Sticky had pretty much everything that he could say about it. Yeah. It's
1: um, an awesome game. I finished it recently. It's awesome.
0: I did all the uh, uh, stealth challenge modes. Uh, I can't string together combos to save my life, so I couldn't do any it, of the fighting ones.
1: Um, I'll have to look through what there are, but there's certain upgrades that make it a lot easier to get combos rolling and get those special items.
0: Oh, I've, I've, I've gotten all the Riddler trophies. I've got 100% completion on the uh, campaign. It's just the challenge modes that I've got to do now.
1: Yeah, when I played, I started doing the Riddler things, and I'm like, you know what, this is starting to frustrate me and ruin my enjoyment of the game. So first playthrough, I'm just going to go through the story and pick up whatever I find along the way, and then... Few months from now, when I feel like playing it again, then I'll go after the regular trophies and all the challengers.
0: Uh, I did. I did the playthrough, and then when you're done, you can go back. And even though everything's done, you can go back and keep looking around for stuff. So that that's okay. what I did. You don't have to start the game again. No, you don't. You can just go right, go right back. So if you have any comments on. Yes, please. If you have uh, any comments on anything that you heard in the podcast today, uh, go ahead and leave them at gamenotspodcast.blogspot.com or drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, until next week, when we hopefully will have uh, a third person joining us and we'll have a microphone that we won't be passing this. Or yeah,
1: I'm wondering
0: next week should be better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Until next week, this is Boater out. And Fear the Claw saying good afternoon, good evening, and good night.